Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. Today's topic is commission your entire church into full-time ministry. Commission your entire church into full-time ministry. Now, maybe you're not in a position of leading a, a ministry or an entire church, but this podcast has significant implications for you. Uh, you may be a marketplace or a business leader. You may be a nonprofit leader. You may even be a uh, at-home parents. But these resources we're going to talk about today and this theme we're going to talk about has uh, gigantic implications for how you view yourself as well as those around you. We're going to talk about uh, this full-time ministry ID card. I'm going to invite you to download it uh, at the end of this podcast, and I'll talk about it. Uh, in fact, we've created a new page uh, at emotionallyhealthy.org slash work. That's emotionallyhealthy.org slash work. And it's just going to have a whole array of great resources for you uh, that you can download around this idea, theology of work and calling and life. Now, this is the fifth and final podcast and kind of a short series on a theology of work and calling that we've been doing. And I've been holding this theme for quite some time, and I, I released it now uh, because I really sensed it was time as we are coming out of, hopefully, uh, this very long COVID-19 pandemic, which has really uh, shaken the church, really uh, shifted uh, how we're doing ministry around the world right now. And it's really driven uh, leaders and pastors to, to wrestle with, how do I define success? Uh, and uh, the wonderful thing about it is driven so many of us to really get sharper and clearer biblically about what really is success. And uh, and so it's a, it's a tremendous time to get clearer theologically on calling uh, and what it means to equip people for the work of service and what we're doing in church and how it's so much more than simply numbers of people sitting in a pew. So this is really, a, a, I trust and pray for you, is a, a robust and a worked out theology of a church culture that deeply changes lives. I, I often mention on this podcast this that ebook we have in um, you know church culture revolution about six qualities or marks of a of a church culture theologically that deeply changes lives but the sixth mark is uh, that it's not just slow down spirituality and integrity and leadership and beneath the surface discipleship and stuff that we talk about all the time on this podcast but actually the sixth mark is every person in full-time ministry. And so that's what we've been exploring and expounding on. So today, um, we're going to look at what might it look like to actually commission your entire church, if you can imagine, into a sense of into full time ministry. Like they were going, they're like you know we're used to laying hands on or seeing people commissioned to go around the world for a specific ministry, or people being ordained to be pastors or missionaries or youth pastors or children's pastors, for example. But we're talking about everybody being commissioned into the marketplace, into the world, into full-time ministry. That is an incredible application of Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. So just a little bit of review of where we've been so far. Uh, a good number of people in the early church uh, were slaves, uh, and now they were in the church and functioning in a variety of uh, gifted areas, maybe teachers or pastors or evangelists or even apostles. And they say Rome had an estimated two to 300,000 slaves, a third of the population. 
and that there were 60 million slaves in the Roman Empire. Uh, and and that, that now with slaves being part of the empire, uh, Paul calls them uh, to a, a full-time ministry. So they're calling to Jesus, by Jesus, for Jesus. And, and so they, like us, uh, had their own bad theology of calling and uh, from the culture and their backgrounds. And of course, we've got now a couple thousand years of church history uh, with a lot of deep, wrong theology that's got to get erased. And I, you've heard me use this phrase, discovering uh, the theology of work is like rediscovering a new continent. It's, it's got enormous implications. So when you hear comments like, I don't know my calling, or I'm waiting on my calling, or I work my job so I can do what I want on weekends, or you hear someone say, I was called to the ministry at a certain age, and then I went to be a pastor, or I'm not trained, I'm just a lay person, uh, or whatever was my calling, I missed it. You, all those comments are just... They're, they're just not biblical, and and calling has been historically confused with our work, our occupation, maybe a secondary calling like doctor or social worker or whatever carpenter uh, or a, you know builder of houses. It's not your. It's it's more than you simply your place in life, uh, and it's not for people just in prof, quote professional Christian service. Um, in fact, the ancient Greeks saw slaves as cursed. Uh, and so you have in the early church people like Augustine with a real compartmentalized spirituality that of sacred and secular. Uh, but Paul breaks all that. And so in Colossians, he writes, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. And uh, for Paul, the lordship of Jesus just changed everything. You know, in the cross and resurrection, he bring he restores work to its original intention. We work for the Lord, not a human being. And uh, it's interesting because slaves had no inheritance. Uh, but Paul says, no, you have an inheritance from the Lord. And uh, it is, he will reward you at the end of the day. And uh, it's the Lord Christ that you are serving. So remember, in, in your in an average person in a lifetime will work at least 88,000 hours at work and will spend about 4,000 at church. But so many, and, and so the workplace is so critical that people get invigorated and empowered with a sense of God's purpose for them in their workplaces. And so, uh, as, as mentioned, uh, 75% of the people in the Bible, it's been said, major figures in the Bible at least, were, were not, quote, fully supported workers. They were actually tent-making vocational workers, people like Abraham in real estate and Jacob in ranching and Daniel in politics and a COO and Esther was a beauty queen or a model we might call her today and Joshua a military man and David an artist and Joseph had a government job. Jesus was a, uh, a laborer, a uh, carpenter mason. And so in the first 300 years of the church, tent-making leaders were the norm, not the exception. And so God is a worker he reveals himself right there in Genesis 1 and 2 as a God who creates, who works. And the same way we're created in his image, we were created to work until we died. Die, whether we get paid for it or not. And so I'm in full-time ministry, and you're in full-time ministry, uh, from the day you came to Jesus to the moment you breathe your last on earth. In fact, we want to. I, I want to die uh, as, in a sense, a, a, a work and, and, and offer a testimony of how do we die in Jesus differently. So I'm hoping that you, as a leader of a community, you'll at some point do a teaching series on this. And 
and uh, that you'll actually empower every person that they're in full-time ministry for Jesus. You'll, you'll, you'll teach a series on it, and we're going to give you some resources to help you get started on that, but that you'll really think through a theology of work and calling. Uh, and again, go to emotionallyhealthy.org work. You'll see some ideas to get you started. But the most important thing I want to invite you to pick up is, is what's called a full-time ministry ID card uh, that we're making available to you. And I'm going to read it, and you can adapt it for your own purposes. Uh, and then I want to take each one by one and invite you to actually uh, invite people to, to kind of come forward or stand up and get, and get commissioned to their workplace. So let me explain the card, and then let me explain the 17 different areas of, of work that people are involved in in, in, in our ministries, uh, and then how you might actually execute this in your environment. So, uh, so let me just read it through. It, it's uh, it, it little, the little card. It's a wallet-sized card. It says, full-time ministry ID. This certifies that I'm a full-time servant of Jesus, and I am called to, one, create and shape in the midst of chaos, two, build a flourishing community wherever I am, Three, bring light where darkness exists. And four, enjoy a rhythm of work and Sabbath. That's what the card looks like, okay? So I'm going to take each one, uh, uh, each point on this full-time ministry ID card. It begins by saying, I am called to, one, create and shape uh, in the midst of chaos. Now, again, in, in, in the Genesis chapter one, God creates out of the formless void of the universe. He begins to create uh, the stars and the galaxies and the earth, uh, and he delights in his work. It's good. It's very good. And we're made in his image, and we are too called to work. But it's out of the chaos God creates order in Genesis. And he invites us to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, and then he tells Adam, Adam, our first parents, to subdue the earth, to cut a path through a virgin forest. And and they, they were to uh, build society. They were to build homes and music and gardening and create culture and expand out beyond the Garden of Eden. Uh, and I, that word subdue is such a fantastic word because it, it's it's intentionality, it's thoughtful, it's dreaming. And so you and I, we are called to, in a sense, we go, we we are called to create and shape in the midst of chaos. And the, the we bring as salt and light order. We bring God and uh, into yes, work very often is an awful place. It's darkness. It's it's a void. It's it's chaotic, and that's why you're there. I say to people, yeah, your job is people are gossiping and it's a mess because that their lives are chaotic. That's why God puts you there. And so, uh, you know, we provide, if you're in security, you provide, and you work in law enforcement, you're, you're, you're restraining the chaos around you. You're a custodian, and you're cleaning up, you're doing creation care and, and cleaning the trashed earth. You're a financial planner or a CPA. You're stewarding wealth and helping generate jobs and uh, families have a have a sustenance and single people, and maybe you're a, a teacher and you're you're taking unformed human minds and forming them, and you're 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 shaping uh, students' lives. And, and if you're a doctor or in the medical field in some way, you're you're not just turning out patients, you're not just filling out insurance claims, you're you're bringing healing in the name of Jesus. And we're, we're chaplains, we're in full time ministry. Even if you're a student. In junior high school or high school or college or grad school, you're, you're in full-time ministry bringing God uh, in the whole learning process. And that's actually, when we the EH Discipleship course, part one and two, and especially the part two of that course, the Relationships course, is meant to equip people with skills 
um, to bring into the workplace. Uh, how to do a clean fight, for example, versus a dirty fight. How to clarify an expectation. How to speak clearly, respectfully, and honestly. How to say, I notice and I prefer. How to express a hope and a dream. How do you create community, which leads to number two. I, I, I'm called, the, the full-time ministry ID card says, I'm called to build a flourishing community wherever I am. So yes, we go into often extended families, or we go into workplaces, our neighborhoods, where there's not community that's flourishing. It's actually quite gossipy and backbiting and broken relationships. And and so we actually work for the flourishing and the shalom of our workplaces. It's really Jeremiah 29, 4-7, when the Lord speaks to uh, the Israelites who are in exile from Jerusalem. They're living in Babylon. And God says to them in Jeremiah 29, Build houses, settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce, increase in number there. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And so the second calling on this full-time ministry ID card is I'm called to build a flourishing community wherever I am. And so again, our work as leaders is to equip people uh, so they can go into the workplaces and build a flourishing community. That word is shalom. That means wholeness and delight, the way things ought to be. In other words, we help restore the world as God intended it to be. So we shouldn't be surprised that it's not as God intended it to be. And so part of our role in, in local churches and communities is equipping folks to go into uh, the chaos of their workplace. Then thirdly, in this full-time ministry ID card, certifying that I'm a full-time servant of Jesus, not just I create and shape in the midst of chaos. Number two, I build a flourishing community wherever I am. But thirdly, I bring light where darkness exists. Uh, in other words, I, I recognize there, is a, there are demonic powers. There are people trapped in the power of sin and evil. Uh, and we're engaged in a warfare against powers and principalities of darkness that is beyond just human complexities. And so we're, we're in a very real sense, uh, I, I recognize there is a demonic power out there. And so I am involved in pushing back behind the chaos is our demonic powers. And I think of Nehemiah, who was a builder uh, there in the whole book of Nehemiah, as he's bringing light and the wall the walls being built there in the book of Nehemiah against the darkness. And then finally, the last point in this full-time ministry ID card is I am called to enjoy a rhythm, a rhythm of work and rest, that is Sabbath keeping. In other words, we it's a, it's a distinctive on how we approach work. Uh, we're not addicted to work. We don't have an idolatrous position toward work. We don't hate it. Um, we recognize it's good, but it's a limited good. In other words, this issue, this this final point of I'm called to enjoy a rhythm of work and Sabbath relates to where we get our sense of self. And we don't get too much of a sense of self from our work. We get it ultimately from God. That's why this rhythm is so important. So when the Israelites uh, had spent uh, 400 plus years as slaves in Egypt, they worked seven days a week every day of the year for 400 plus years. So their entire identity was to be a slave, was to work. And God calls his people out of that. And he calls us and 
Deuteronomy 5, for example, it says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Remember, you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. In other words, we're free men and women now. And our people are free men and women. So our, our whole life isn't work. Our life is God. And so Sabbath is this radical, prophetic, countercultural rhythm that we build into our lives as an essential spiritual formation practice that Jesus has restored. Remember, he said the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. It's not legalism, but it's a spiritual practice. <clears throat> Literally a 24-hour period each week, we stop, we rest, we delight in God. But we... We reject the Pharaoh slave driver in the culture that says you are what you do. And actually, we reject the Pharaoh slave driver inside of us, uh, that external voice that says you have no value unless you're productive, uh, that literally becomes an internalized voice, which is really our greatest problem. And so we end up getting our sense of self by how much money we're making or how high up the ladder we're climbing or how much power we've got. Because if, if all we do is work, and our sense of self comes from our work and our accomplishments, um, that is a dangerous place. And what makes us unique on the earth is we're called to do God's work in the workplace. We, On his behalf, we create and shape in the midst of chaos. We, break, we, we build a flourishing community wherever we are, and we bring light where there's darkness. We also enjoy a, a, a work Sabbath rhythm uh, because our sense of self flows out of our relationship with God in Jesus. And so what uh, you will do, what I want to invite you to do, uh, is do some teaching on this and then frame and acknowledge people from the different categories of work. And so we spent some time over the years when we get, when we built this into the culture uh, at our church of uh, breaking down people's workplace into 17 different categories. And then we'd invite, we'd mention the category, and then we'd invite people to stand. And you're going to hear, you're going to hear a live clip, a three-minute clip in just a few seconds. And a person can stand, um, and then, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're recognized. And then they come forward, if they would like, to be commissioned and receive their full-time ministry ID card and set apart. So here's the categories that we identify. I'm, I'm going to read all 17 for you, because I, I think it's just helpful. And you'll think of so many people that do not have any sense of calling, purpose, empowerment, uh, destiny in their different workplaces. So uh, in this commissioning service, here's the first one. We talk about business. I'm talking about number one is business, management, accountants, finance, engineers, uh, folks, small business owners. The second category is healthcare, medical workers. That includes everything from nurses and therapists to research, administrators in the whole healthcare field. The third is education. Folks and teachers or administrators, or support staff, security staff at schools. Fourth is social services is another category of employment. I'm talking about counselors and social workers and nonprofits. The fifth category is service and retail industry. Concierges and waiters and food service, um, custodians, beauticians. Uh, the sixth is city workers or government workers. That can include everyone from sanitation to police to fire men, fire women, and transit workers, um, government officials. The seventh is construction slash trades. Again, builders, carpenters, electricians. Eighth is the arts, folks in theater and music and uh, writers and movies, etc. The ninth category is students. 
uh, everything from elementary school to junior high to high school, college, grad school, post-grad. The tenth is people in sales and related occupations. That's a whole large um, a gamut there. Eleventh is people in transition, folks who are in between careers. Uh, they may be disabled. They may be changing careers, but they're in transition. That itself is its own calling. We do that differently. Then there's folks who are retired, they're, they're where they've worked for most of their life, and now they, I don't like the word retirement. Uh, I, I, I'd say they've transitioned from their uh, work where they were paid for a good portion of their life, and now they're doing unpaid work. But we call them, in our culture at least, retired. I call them often transitioned, but retired. The 13th category is parents, uh, parenting and those at home, uh, caregivers, moms at home, dads at home. Then there's transportation workers is the 14th category. Those are drivers and pilots and working at airports and subways and buses and anybody in transportation business. Then 15th is church or parachurch work, uh, you know, nonprofit work, all that. That's a whole nother big category for people. Then you got 16th is legal profession. Anybody involved in lawyer, public defenders, paralegals, office staff for that. And 17th is just other, you know, folks who just may not fit any of those categories, but they're others. And a person can stand up for more than one, of course, uh, but it's just it's helpful to see that list. And just so you know, it's going to be on that page at emotionallyhealthy.org slash work. If you go to it, again, it's a free page. You'll see the listing of these 17 categories. And it is helpful when you do some kind of a commissioning service because it's including, hopefully, the large majority of people that are you know, under your leadership or you're serving. So I want to share with you a clip. Uh, from actually, the, it was the first time we did a commissioning service, and we did it, you know, multiple times. But in this abbreviated clip, it's only three minutes. You're going to hear us call out the first two areas of work: business and, and healthcare. And the service, of course, is much longer. And you'll actually can see when you go to that page I just recommended to you, emotionallyhealthy.org/work. You'll see a suggested commissioning service flow. But if you listen to this clip, and as you listen to it for three minutes, I want you to try to imagine what it, would, what it would feel like to have people in different areas of work feeling celebrated by the larger church body or community body. All right, so let's take a listen here, and then we'll come back. So what we're going to do now is um, have the elders, when your area is read, we want to ask you to stand. And we want you to just stay standing for a moment because the rest of us, your church family, we want to look around and we want to say, oh, that's who's in business at New Life. Oh, that's who's in the arts. Oh, that's who's in education. And we want to just appreciate you and cheer you on in your calling. Okay? So the elder will call your area, stand, remaining standing so we can appreciate you, and then they'll ask you to be seated. Okay. Here we go. All right. For those who are called to create and shape in business, please stand. Thank you. Thank you. Please be seated. And for those who are called to create and shape in the medical care, healthcare and medical arena, please stand. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back. So when they receive that card, that full-time ministry ID card, we say to them, this is not meant to help you get a free parking space or help you avoid traffic tickets or that you can marry people or even get you into a hospital. The purpose of this little wallet card, full-time ministry ID card, is really to put it on your desk or in your wallet or even on your phone to remind you of who you are, that you are in full-time ministry for Jesus and you were called to it the moment you came to Christ. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. You know, John 15, verse 16. It's a, it's a biblical reminder over and against the culture and even all the other messages you might be getting from the media uh, that this is a waste of time. But no, you are chosen and called to this, and God's got a purpose for you there to uh, create and shape, to build a flourishing community, to bring light where there's darkness, and, and model a rhythm of work and, and Sabbath. So again, go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash work, and you can access, here's, here's what you can access on that page, okay? Uh, you'll access some sermons and resources that will help give you a biblical, larger theology, and help you unleash your people as full-time servants of Jesus. And I hopefully it'll, it'll help you imagine hosting some kind of a commissioning service. Maybe you just do it for your family even, where every member of your church, your family, your ministry is acknowledged and celebrated for the work to which they've been called to. And this work and calling bundle is actually a, really a collection of resources to really help you uh, cast a vision, uh, hopefully preach a sermon series, and do a powerful commissioning in your church. So what's included in that is things like sermon recordings, an 11-part sermon recording there, the sermons. There's that full-time ministry ID card, which a printable card that you can feel free to adjust it, make it your own. Um, and again, if you're not a pastor leader, just download it for yourself. Put it in your wallet. It's Because it's really true. You are in full-time ministry for Jesus uh, and incredibly important. There's actually a daily office that I wrote, um, a five-day devotional, two per day, uh, around work and calling that will help you and your church go deeper each week. And then there's some, actually, we, we included a few slides, uh, some screen graphics, some JPEGs or, and PowerPoint slides that'll help you and kind of visualize uh, what you're doing. And in fact, I'll post some of these if you're listening to it the week I'm releasing this podcast. I'm going to post it on my social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And then there's actually an, uh, a commissioning service outline, uh, an example outline for your final commissioning service. So again, I want, to, I want you to think about this incredible verse of Paul writing to the church in Colossae, many of whom were slaves, and he says to them, he, 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 he fills them with vision. He says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. That is a verse worthy of memorizing. And there sure is plenty, plenty of material there to exegete just in that one verse in the context of the, of the book of Colossians. Let me close with a uh, prayer. I want to pray over you right now. And uh, it was written by Diane Carey Tripp. I believe it's from New Zealand originally. But I, I posted this in my journal many years ago, and I've prayed it as a prayer of blessing uh, over 
uh, our church multiple times over the years. And I'd like to pray it as we close here today over you. And so let me invite you to kind of take a nice deep breath and maybe wherever you are, maybe on your bicycle or walking or in your car right now. And don't close your eyes if you're in your car driving, but uh, receive this blessing as a, as a blessing from God. And again, the world often curses us, right? We, you know, people say things over us with words, and the words do have the power of life and death, but God sees you and sees me, and he speaks blessings. Um, so just receive this as from the Lord. You are God's servant, gifted with dreams and visions. Upon you rests the grace of God like a flame of fire. Love and serve the Lord in the strength of the Spirit. May the peace of Christ be with you. The strong arms of God sustain you. And the power of the Holy Spirit strengthen you in every way. Amen. God's blessing be with you.